This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Diane Titterton, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me today. I am so thrilled you're here, and I'm so thrilled you came back because you were supposed to be on the show before, <laughs> uh, but technology yeah. was not having it. So we're going to hope we make it to this episode. Um, before we get started, I want to put you in the context for my audience. Who are you and what do you do? I'm, my name's Diane, and I'm a mindfulness coach. And I work with a range of professionals and entrepreneurs, and my aim is to help them achieve more, worry less, and follow their path to happiness. So not only are you a mindful coach, uh, mindfulness coach, but you have a cool accent as well. Yeah. Yes, I'm from Glasgow in Scotland, but I live now down in the Midlands in England. Ah. Uh. Well, I, I must say, I love that accent. Is that uh, is that a, a, a that they call it a brogue? Is that what the accent's called? I I think that's more Irish. They say the brogue, yeah, just the sort of the yeah the Irish brogue. But yeah, it's similar. All the Celtic connections. Okay, <laughs> it's a cool accent, nonetheless. I, I love listening yeah. to you talk. Um, okay, so let's talk about mindfulness because. The world went through, and we're still going through this pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, which is, doesn't seem yeah. to be going away. A lot of people are struggling with, you know, their mindfulness and, and you know, just feeling like, you know, what is the point of living? So let's talk about that. I think it's uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen in the future, not knowing when this is going to end, the fear as well of change. Humans aren't built for change and uncertainty and our mind has a rather annoying habit of trying to fill in the blanks and trying to grab on to, to the things that we want to control. But in times like these, we can't control it. And so we can spend a lot of time getting, getting distracted, trying to fortune tell what we think is going to happen. And that very often makes us feel very uncomfortable, makes us feel very anxious and very stressed. And it's actually very counterproductive because we're focusing on the wrong things. So actually a good part of mindfulness in these times is that it can help us take a break from that thinking and instead focus on the things that we can control and influence. And that just helps us feel better about the current situation and the uncertainty and cope better in the present moment, which is where we want to be, to see the good that is in every day, because there is still good in, in every day, even if it's the small things. And that doesn't take away from the bad things that are happening, but it just helps us cope with them slightly better. So let's imagine someone is listening to this conversation right now and they're feeling lost. They're feeling hopeless. They're feeling very sad. What is something they could do right now, this very moment, as they hear your words that they can do to start, you know, coming out the other side? Take a breath, I think is one of the first things we can do. Breathing techniques and just sitting and breathing slower and deeper. So extending our out breath. It's a really quick way to calm the body down because that sends signals straight to the body to say that we're not in danger, we're safe here and now. And that then sends the signals back up to the mind to calm the mind down. Now, that, of course, sounds very easy in theory, but in practice, it is difficult when our mind is racing at 100 miles an hour. 
the best thing I think in those situations for our mind is to try and get into the present moment, which I know we hear a lot about in, in mindfulness, but that's just about focusing on the here and now, focusing all your attention on what you're doing. So if you're, if you're doing some daily chores, if you're emptying the dishwasher, focus on it, focus on what you can smell, focus on what you can hear, focus on what you can see. And that just stops us going into what we call the autopilot, which is the default mode. And the issue we have, particularly when we're stressed, that's when our mind starts to fortune tell, leap forward and try and come up with, with the answers. And so by just focusing on the here and now, we, we stop that happening and we keep control of our mind. So we are not, not being thought by our minds. We're actually the master of our own mind. Hmm. I don't know how it is over there where you are, but here in the States, one of the problems people have is they, they watch the news endlessly. Look at COVID's here. Okay. Do you need to watch endless COVID all day long? Or we have this thing going on with the impeachment of uh, President Donald Trump. I mean, really, I mean, that's not going to make you feel good. It's not, it's going to, it's going to wear you down. And I would consider, I would say, Hey, listen, instead of doing that, Let's let's focus on things like you said, be be present here and now. Okay. Focusing on the negativity, it's not gonna make you feel better. Focus on the positive things. And if you're listening to this conversation right now, you're alive and you have ears. So let's focus on the good things. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think limiting your news intake and being intentional with it, because it's very easy to sit in front of the TV and have it on in the background, listening to the reels of news going round and round, hearing the same thing, and it just wears you down. And also, if we listen to it first thing in the morning, we can get into a negative mindset before we even start. And studies have shown it's really difficult to switch your mindset from negative to positive. So if we are doing that to ourselves at the start of the day, we're sort of setting ourselves up for for negativity for the whole day. And likewise, if we start listening to news, bad news, just before we go to sleep, it can really disrupt our sleep as well. So I know personally, I've, I've actually stopped first thing in the morning. I don't switch the news on. I don't look at it in my phone. I wait until around lunchtime. And then in the evening, likewise, I don't, because otherwise I find that I then go to bed thinking about these things. And that, that's not great for sleep. And then if you're not sleeping well, you're not feeling great the next morning. And you can get into very easily get into a very negative cycle. Mm. That That is so true. And I know you guys over in a lot of places over in Europe are under a lockdown. And, yeah. you know, here's my thought on the lockdown. Okay. Okay. You're locked down. Okay. So do something, go read a book, go learn a skill, go learn a language, um, go do something for a neighbor who maybe can't get out to, to focus on. I can't leave my house. Well, that's just going to make you feel more horrible. It's going to feel make you feel more stressed. Okay. So you can't go out of your house, but there's things you can do that is going to improve your mindset. So many people are, again, and you just talked about this, are focusing on the negative. We'll focus on the positive. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think sort of count your blessings. And and I know that can sound a little bit trite sometimes, sort of, oh, okay, we haven't got it so bad. There's people worse off. But actually, that that's very true. And it does us good to remember that. It makes us feel better. Um, and also the found a gratitude practice as well can be really powerful for rewiring our mindset for positivity. So that's a real proactive thing you can do. And that can be as easy as just sitting at the end of each day and noting down three things that you're grateful, you're thankful for. 
that have happened that day. And it doesn't need to be anything amazing or great. It's, it's not having some great event that you, you've been to. It can be as simple as I really enjoyed my coffee, just tasted amazing this morning, or an interaction you've had with family. And actually doing a gratitude practice with family as well is a really lovely thing to share. So you can write it in little bits of paper. You can then put it in a box. That, that means you can read at a later day altogether. But it's a really lovely thing to share with with other people. Um, and likewise, Mark, you said there about reaching out to others and helping others. That's another real powerful practice as well, because we do have a, a kindness gene within us. We're all wired for kindness. And particularly when we're feeling lonely, apparently when we're feeling lonely, we also have this urge to reach out to others and to help others. It sort of goes hand in hand. And I think that just shows how we're wired that that sort of reaching out and that connection and being kind and helping others can actually make us feel good. They they call it a helper's high, that we get the benefits, we get little um, dopamine fixes. Um, serotonin fixes when we reach out and help other people. So not only are you genuinely doing a good for good deed for other people, but you're also helping yourself. Hey there, it's Mark, and I want to invite you to become a Mark Struchowski Insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. I remember several weeks ago, I had trouble sleeping and, you know, I tossed and turned and, you know, I was getting frustrated, getting more anxious. And then I just started in my head listing all the things I was grateful for. And when I started doing that within maybe 60 seconds, I was sound asleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a lovely way to do it. actually doing that at night. I think it's a great, great time to do it. And breathing, if you can't sleep, another good thing is to do some deep breathing even something as simple as put your hand on your belly and then pretend you're sort of inhaling right deep into your hand they call it lower abdominal breathing and that helps stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system which is your rest and relaxation system which is the opposite of your stress system so that can actually help you get off to sleep because part of the trouble we have when we lie down at night and our thoughts are going through our mind, particularly worrying thoughts, anxious thoughts, that our, our body doesn't know the difference between what's thinking and what's actually happening. So sometimes we can trip our own stress switch just thinking about it. And if you think our, our stress response is designed for us to be able to fight or flight, that is not a good position to be in when you're trying to get to sleep. So something like a breathing technique, just lying and breathing, or like you say, doing your sort of your gratitude as you're lying there, that just helps anchor the mind away from the stressful situation and helps send the signals to your body that actually I'm safe and I'm well now and it's it's okay to sleep, to let go into sleep. Yeah, there's a lot of studies out there that most of the things we stress about, we worry about are never going to happen. And yet our brains will blow it up into something major. And then as time goes by, like, oh, that never even happened to me. But you yeah. you put yourself through so much stress worrying about something that probably was never going to happen. And I know it's really easy to say or listen to on the show. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's easier said than done. I get that. But, you know, if you're going to worry about, oh, the plane's going to crash, the plane's going to crash. Are you going to fly to anytime soon? Well, no. Then what are you worried about plane crashing? But we, our brain has this uh, uh, uncanny ability to make things bigger than they actually are. 
yeah, definitely. And I think there's a there's a lovely Mark Twain quote about that. I've had a great many troubles in my life, but thankfully most of them haven't happened. Mm. Um, and and that's the, the point is our body doesn't know what's true and what's not, which is why dreams always feel so real while we're we're dreaming. Um, so we have to be strict with ourselves. I know what you said there. It's um it's easy to say it, and and it is easy to say it, but there's only one way to do it, and that is to keep practicing it. It's a skill, it's a muscle, and we've got to keep on doing it and keep on trying. There's, there's, it's not that some people are better than this or others, or some people have a mindfulness gene and some don't. We can all do this. We can all rewire our, our thinking for positivity. We just have to do it. Yeah. And you won't be good at it at first, especially if you're a negative Nelly. If you're always negative, you're always watching the news, you're always surfing social media. But the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So like you just said, you got to work on that muscle, not once a month, not once a week, do it every day. Every time you're feeling stressed, that's an opportunity for you to build that muscle, right? Yeah, definitely. It's like building any other habit. And I know you talk about this all the time with productivity and building good habits. It's about doing it and continually doing it and being consistent with it. Um, and, and we do, we get better. And when we learn this and we can use this and then it carries on into other parts of our life as well. Once we've got this sort of, we've worked this motivational muscle that works for all sorts of different things. I have been running every day since August 29th, 2017, and I'm like over 1260 days now. And people go, wow, how did you get the 1260 days? I'm like, well, I started with day one which became day two, which became day 10, which became day 100, which became day 1,000. You start one day at a time. You, If you want to go to the gym and you want to start working out, well, you're not going to go for the heaviest weights. You start with the small ones. You work it up. It's the same thing when you're dealing with your with your mind and your mindset. You got to start small. And you and uh, Tony Robbins says repetition is the mother skill. You do it over and over and over again. It's like my podcast. I've done over 730 episodes. The first couple episodes, I was so scared. Am I going to hit the wrong button? Am I going to? Now it's like it's no big thing. I've been doing it so long. You just got to build that muscle. And I think people don't want to spend the time and be patient and go through the. Sometimes it'll be painful to go through these muscle building exercises. Like when you work out, it's going to be painful. But when you come out the other side, it's going to be so much beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And it does. It starts with tiny steps. In fact, it starts with intention. It starts in the thinking. You've got to make that intention to do it before you actually do it. Um, and I know I've worked with people about running as well, and we've been doing that, and they've set the intention that they want to do more running as part of their overall sort of well-being practice. And um, um, the first step for them very often is to lay their clothes out the night before or put their trainers on. Then it's go for a walk, and it's just those tiny steps, but you're just you're telling your brain you're making progress. And it is the small steps. And I think the danger is other people see see you once you've done your 1260 days or whatever. And and we always think it's easy for other people or it's somehow an overnight success. What we don't see is those tiny steps you're making in the first place. And that's what makes the difference between the people that never do it and the people that do the 1260 days. Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just for referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to mrproductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link. Mm. 
And the typical overnight success took about 20 years. And people don't see that. They don't see that Facebook was non-existent last week. And now it's the biggest platform on the social media uh, atmosphere or uh, social media platforms. Okay. So nothing is built overnight. Everything takes time. And you look at people like I like it. Look at Brendan Burchard or Tony Robbins or Elon Musk or Mark Cuban. But they didn't start last week. And they started and they made mistake and they corrected and they worked and worked and worked and worked. Now they're at the level they're at now. Um, Amazon, Jeff Bezos started just selling books. Now he sells almost everything but human organs. He started with yeah. just books. We don't see that. And I'm, I'm fascinated by finding stories of people like Google or Amazon or Apple, how they started, because I understand yeah. the, and I have a true appreciation, the journey. But when you just say, oh man, I got this iPhone. It's so cool. But they didn't invent that last week and people lose sight yeah. of that. Yeah, they don't see it. They don't see that. Um, before I, I came to mindfulness as a coach full time, I had a, a business and we invented a, a potty training product and we took it from the idea stage all the way through to the sort of the shelves of the major supermarkets. And if I had a pound for every time someone said to me, you're lucky that you had this idea and it worked. And I thought, you've got no idea what went in between having the idea and actually getting it on the shelf. And I think we have this perception of other people and thinking it looks easy or they're lucky. And it's almost like somehow we can't do that, but we can. We just have to work at it. And like you say, be prepared to make mistakes. And I think that's one of the most important things I learned in business. You have to be willing to make mistakes and be okay with yourself for making mistakes. And I think that's where going back to the mindfulness, self-compassion comes in as well and being okay, sort of getting over that fear. And they, and actually being okay and saying, okay, I've made a mistake, but I did my best and I'm going to carry on and not give up because it's when you give, when you give up, that's, that's when the failure comes. You know, when I became an entrepreneur back in, uh, July, July 2005, when I was fired my corporate job, I was shocked. Believe it or not, Diane, I was shocked. I hung my shingle out and said, I'm here. I was a wedding and portrait photographer at the time and nobody came because who's Mark Stucheski? Why do I care? He's a photographer because I didn't put the work in. I literally thought if I just hung my shingle out and created the website, I would have so much business, but that's not reality. That's not how it works. No, the fields of dreams build the build the fields and they will come. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that easy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so before, as we come toward the end of the show here, is there anything else that's on your heart that you would like to share with the listener today? I think it is to give it a go and, and to try meditation. I think meditation, people talk so much about being mindful and there's so many myths around meditation and a lot of people think it's not for them. But no matter where you are in your sort of your um, your mindset, you can still benefit from it. And I would say try it and don't judge how well you're doing at it, but how it feels for those 10 minutes or however long you're sitting there for. Judge it by how you feel afterwards in between sessions and give it time. Give it a few weeks um, to to make a difference and I think in times like these when there's so much uncertainty there's so much change uh, we're changing in the way we're working as well there's more remote working we're spending more time on our own now 
So it's very important to be able to go on with ourselves and be kind to ourselves and be our own good friend. So there's so many reasons to be mindful and to look after our minds in the same way that we look after our bodies now with good nutrition and with with health and fitness going to the gym. Um, and we need to extend that now to our minds and we need to do it while we're well, not wait until we're burnt out. I, I agree with you 100%, and I, I thank you for sharing that. I, I happened to read um, Jay Shetty's book, uh, Think Like a Monk. I recommend everyone oh, yeah, read this book. That. And, and yeah. he talks about, and this is really reframed for me what meditation is. He goes, you don't have to sit in lotus position. He says, if you're in the shower alone in your thoughts, that's a form of meditation. If you go for a run or a brisk walk without headphone, no technology, you're just out there listening to birds chirp and, and y- your thoughts evaporated away, evaporated away. That's a form of meditation. So sure. I did not know that, but anytime yeah. you're quiet is a form of meditation. But the problem is in our technology loving society, we can't not be around technology and noise and all this distraction. And that's why it's so difficult to uh, meditate. And I tell the listeners all the time, if you never meditated, here's an idea, leave your phone home and go for a walk around your block, just five minutes and just just be be present, like you said earlier in the show, just be yeah. present on your walk and you'll be amazed because I know when I do that, I get so many ideas come flooding in my brain yeah. for ideas or blog posts or articles or podcast episodes, whatever the case may be, because if we're always surrounded about with noise, we can't hear our subconscious mind. Yeah, exactly. We can't listen to ourselves and we're always distracted as well. And that's why I think a lot of people, when people come to me initially, very often they say their biggest issues when they lie down to go to sleep. And that's because they've been surrounding themselves with lots of distractions all day. And that stopped them thinking about the thing that they should be thinking about, but they they maybe don't want to be thinking about. And it's not until they lie down at night when it's quiet and then they really struggle with it. But we have to process these thoughts We have to process all their emotions. They've all got messages for us and we should be listening to them and we should certainly be clearing them out of our body. So I think anything that you can do where you're just concentrating on what you're doing, like you say, getting outside is great because there's the the power of being out in nature as well, being out in the the fresh air. And I heard someone mention um, a couple of days ago about just even reading a novel. If you can, or any book, if you can sit and read a book and concentrate on listening and reading and understanding processing what you're reading that's mindfulness because you're not thinking about some something else it can be really difficult to read if we're feeling very anxious and distracted but that forces us just to keep that concentration on the one thing that we're meant to be doing and that's what mindfulness is concentrating on the one thing you're doing now and enjoying it I love that. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, we do this fun thing on the show called Mike Swap, where I allow you be the temporary host of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. You can ask me one or two questions that's on your heart. Any question will do, except for, you know, asking my social security number or credit card information. So anything else you want to ask me, the show for the next couple questions is yours, Diane. Okay, I have one question for you. And it's about the 5 a.m. club. I believe that you adhere to the 5am club rules of getting up early and my question is can can we do that starting at 7am because I have a bit of an issue with getting up at that sort of time in the morning and so can you can you sort of like be flexible with it and start slightly later 
Well, of course, it's not it's not a law. Okay, you do you. And so how I work my 5 a.m. routine is I read the book, The 5 a.m. Club with uh, written by Robin Sharma. And he suggests when you wake up within 15 minutes, like literally first thing in the morning, a lot of people pull their phones to get a cup of coffee. Get that heart rate elevated, break out into a sweat. So what I do is I'm up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm outside running for 30 minutes. Now, if you get up at seven, then I would still elevate your heart at heart rate and I would break out in the sweat. And the first thing you do before, you know, do the bio break, but then don't get the coffee. Don't check social media. Don't check the news. Yeah. You get up and you, you go out for a run, go for a walk, dance around your room, do some jumping jacks. Get that heart rate for about 20 minutes because when I do this and then I sit down and read what I'm going to read in the morning, it's so much more clear to me because now I've got my body awake. A lot of times what I used to do, yeah. I get up, try to read, and I'm still half asleep. But once you get yeah. the body, the blood glow, glowing, apparently the cortisol vamp gets out of your system, you can focus a lot better. So, yeah, you can do it at 7 a.m. Um, but I would encourage you, the big thing is, is to move first thing yeah. as you after you wake up. As you get wake up, yeah, because well, I love if I go out early. If I've got an early start, and I have to go out early and walk the dogs, and I'm normally in a rush then, so I'm walking rather briskly. And I think that's great because you, your your mind starts moving as well, and you start planning your day, and you just feel you've achieved something as well that you've got something ticked off your list. Um, a bit like the sort of make your bed. I do always feel good if I make my make my bed first thing in the morning because you think, yeah, that's one thing I've done. Yep. <laughs> Very powerful. Well, thank you for that question. And the final question I have for you is where can we go to find out more about you and what you do? Uh, my website is at timetoflourish.co.uk. And I'm also on LinkedIn. It's Diane Titterton at LinkedIn. Okay. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your insights with us. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure as always, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.